0: Hey, welcome to Conan Kruger. That's Larry Kruger. I'm Grant Cone. Uh today we're talking the biggest remaining threats to the forty ers in the playoffs. We don't yet know who they're playing next round. We're gonna find out tonight. So I think uh you, everyone watching, Larry, me, we're gonna be watching doing some advanced scouting of the game tonight. So why don't we start there? Larry, who do you expect to win? Dallas or Tampa Bay? I like the under, but I I think Dallas.
1: I think Dallas, you know, I don't have a wager on this one tonight. If I was going to bet it, I would bet under. But I think both defenses slow the other offenses down. But I like, I think Dallas is just a little bit too good of a football team. I, I you know, maybe Tampa gets it done. But to me, um, Dallas has their own problems, right? Um, Pollard's the running back's got a thigh injury. Zeke has not looked very good. Their O line's jumbled. Prescott's turning it over. They can't stop the run. But Tampa's got their own problems as well, and I just think Dallas is a little bit better football team. If Dallas gets a lead, I think it's going to be jailbreak on Tom Brady, and I think it's going to be hard for Tampa to score. Is
0: uh, Tony Pollard playing?
1: He is going to play.
0: Okay, but he's got. He's a not one hundred percent.
1: He's not one hundred percent. Yeah. And Ezekiel Elliott's
0: really been washed for a long time.
1: He's he's beat up. They also have. Um, you know, injuries on the offensive line that have caused some guys to be moved into different spots. Tyron Smith is playing on the other side than he, what he normally plays on. He's given up like one or two sacks in the last couple of games. So um, he may not be a natural fit over there. So I, I Dallas has their own issues. I don't think, you know, I think it'll be pretty close, but I'm expecting
0: a little bit more low scoring tonight. Um, the thing about Dallas that I like, obviously, Micah Parsons. Um But I feel like what would make them a tough matchup for the 49ers is they have a play-action passing game. The two teams that have sort of been able to do some things against the the Niners recently, the the Raiders for a full game for four quarters and the Seahawks for two quarters were teams that could run the ball and play action off of it and take shots down the field. And that's not Tampa Bay. That's Dallas, theoretically. Um, But my concern with picking Dallas tonight is Dak. 15 picks in 12 games. What's going on there?
1: Well, he had the thumb injury, and he missed some time. And it's like he lost rhythm. And then I think also when he came back, um, the coverage is leaning so heavily at C.D. Lamb because they don't really have another receiver. Mm -hmm. You know, they brought in T.Y. Hilton. They've got the rookie Jalen Tolbert. There's Michael Gallup. There's Noah Brown. But all those guys are more like threes or fours or fives. They're not they're not a number two starting receiver. So Lamb's going to get doubled. The coverage will lean towards Lamb. And then it's a matter of, can he find Schultz? Can he find Gallup? Can he, can he try to make something else happen? So I think that's a big part of it. And also his offensive line's not, is not playing as well as it was early in the year.
0: Who do you think the nine, who do you think matches up? Who thinks you think is a tougher matchup for the 49ers? Dallas, because they're better. Dallas. I think Dallas, because they're better. Yeah. yeah, well, because
1: Dal- Dallas, if they get a lead, you've got Armstrong and you've got Demarcus Lawrence and That's Sam true. Williams and Dante Fowler and Micah Parsons and Anthony That's Barr. True. You know, they got a lot of guys who can go get the quarterback. And I didn't even realize back- they had Anthony Barr. Wow. Yeah, they got Anthony Barr at weak side backer. Wow. And then also they've got some ball hawking corners. I mean, yeah, they do. Um, you Diggs. know, I-, I don't think they're great corners. But they're ball-hawking corners. Trevon Diggs, Nation Wright, who played at Oregon State. Uh, they've got some, you know, they're their team that is built, they're a bully. They're a team that's built to have a lead. They got a lot of rush, and they got a lot of coverage behind it. But it, if you can get a lead on them and run the football like Jacksonville did, they ran seven yards a carry, you can neutralize basically this, both of the strengths of their defense.
0: Yeah, I feel like there is a game plan blueprint against the Niners right now. The Raiders kind of showed it, and the Seahawks tried to copy it, and I think it was working for them until Geno fumbled in the red zone, which tilted the game. Um, and I feel like Dallas could look at that and say, "We're better than the Raiders. You know, we, we can run the ball on first. We, we can run the ball on first down. We can limit Nick Bosa's impact by play actioning away from him, and we can take shots down the field off play action." Against not just Lenore, but now it looks like Traverius Ward might be uh, lacking confidence as well. I don't know. So, Dallas is an interesting matchup against the 49ers. It really is. It's just they can't stop the run, right? They can't stop the run.
1: Yeah. And, and the Niners are going to run it and they're going to run it, you know, out of a diver- bunch of diverse looks and personnel groupings. And they're going to fool you and they got a bunch of backs who can do it. I mean, this the Niners ran on Dallas last year and. And and last year the Niners, you know, I think we're like nineteenth in takeaways. This year they're second in takeaways. So I think the 49er defense is a little bit better than it was a year ago.
0: And I don't, I think Dallas's run D is a little worse. I'm a, I'm a little bit uh, flummoxed by the Niners defense because it was better. It was the best defense in franchise history for a minute, and then the last four weeks I've been underwhelmed by it. I guess. Uh, but last year they destroyed Dak Prescott. I was looking at his numbers. He was they they kicked his butt last year. They put up Dallas put up 17 points. So then I look at what Tom Brady did. I know they only put up seven points, but they didn't sack him at all. And he didn't have Tristan Wirfs or Ryan Jensen who were coming back. And that defense was missing Vita Vea and Sean Murphy bunting and the two safeties. So part of me feels like Tampa Bay. Is scarier because they have a great quarterback and they've been hurt and they're champions and maybe they could just turn it on in ways that other teams can't. I don't know. I think it's. A, I think that's not a. I think that's a good observation. I mean, there's two
1: key guys in their front that they've gone without and nobody really talks that much about it. But Akeem Hicks and Vita Vea, um, they're both in there tonight. Tampa this year when those guys started went six and one. So wow, those guys are key. You know, Vita Vea's. Is a monster inside? Because right. they don't have an edge
0: rush. They have a they have an interior rush. Yeah.
1: Well, they got they have a you know Joe Tryon, Shoinka. They've got him, okay. and um you know but yeah but they've got more of an interior rush. The kid they drafted yeah. out of Houston, Logan Hall, in the second round. He's a really good interior rusher. Raheem nunez Rochez is an interior rusher. But you're right. They don't have a lot of edge rush. What they have is they've got Devin White and Devont and Levante David, who are awesome delayed blitzers. And they have got good defensive tackle play.
0: Absolutely. So uh, you're picking Dallas. I guess I want to pick Dallas, Dallas too. Yeah. I guess I want to pick Dallas. They are better. I just in the, in the playoffs sometimes I just look at the quarterback. I know. You know. what I mean, yeah. And I'm like, ooh, Dak. Ooh, like there's so much at stake for Dak. If Dak loses this game, what does Dallas do with him?
1: Well, I think they'll be up to the new head coach because I think they'll fire Mike Montgomery, Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot at
0: stake for Dallas in this game. Yeah. Like, and then I think everything.
1: Yeah, I think McCarthy is out, and Sean Payton is going to be their guy. I think. I think. Um, you know, they could have fired him last year, but they they brought him back. I think McCarthy. I think they'll lose. and I think McCarthy will will take the brunt of it. That'll be my guess. You know, they want Peyton. Why? Because, you know, they had Parcells and Parcells loved Peyton and Peyton was there. And, you know, part of Dallas's thing is that you have to kind of know their internal workings because it's Jerry and Steven and, you know, you non-football guys making football decisions. So on some level, you have to understand who they are and be able to deal with them. Up. And,
0: you know, run the or have the juice of like a Sean Payton and and say, uh, hey, if you want me to coach here, you got to give me personnel power too, Jerry or 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 do it your way. Have it your way. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's I think had that kind of juice.
1: Sean Payton, I think, is going to tell them you're going to pay me top of the shelf. I'm going to have final say. Um, They do have Will McClay. There is also a really good personnel evaluator who's been there. I mean, they. Let's look, look at their drafts. I mean, they've drafted well. I mean, that's why Dallas has as much talent as they it's have. True. You know, they've, you they've give drafted credit. pretty well the last few years. So um, McClay probably will continue to have a say in the personnel, but I, I think McCarthy's done if they lose this.
0: Agree. Uh, Irfan Merza says, if SF plays New York in the championship game, Jones' scramble plus Saquon will give them major problems. Thoughts? Hold on. I got to go uh, close my garage door that I left open real quick. I'll be back in four seconds. Larry, you're okay. up. Okay. No problem.
1: Um, I like the New York Giants to beat Philadelphia. And when Grant comes back, we'll talk more about it, but I like the Giants to beat the Eagles.
0: Let's talk about um, it right now. Here I am.
1: Yeah. I like the Giants to beat the Eagles. I, I, Why? I, because the Giants, um, first of all, they're division opponents. They know each yeah. other. The Giants... Right now, I mean, Daniel Jones is running it so smartly. He yes. had seven runs. He ran for seven first downs. Two of them were quarterback sneaks, but five of them weren't. And between Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones, I hate to say it, but Isaiah Hodgins from Bere and Christian and Walnut Creek, who they pulled off the Buffalo Bills practice squad, he's awesome. I mean, he's not fast, but he's six four with great hands. So now they've got a chain-moving wide receiver. Bellinger's a pretty good tight end. Slade's good. James is good. good, is a big-bodied yeah. receiver. Um, they have Galladay, but, you know, he's just there. He's not yeah. even – he barely even plays. But um, I just think the Giants right now – the other thing the Giants have is the Giants took away um, Justin Jefferson, and the Giants have two guys on their defensive front, Dexter Lawrence inside. Yeah and uh, Kayvon Thibodeau outside that have to be doubled, that have to be combo-blocked. I mean, Dexter Lawrence had, they had like six hits on the quarterback. I think he had like, or they may have had 10 hits on the quarterback, but he had like five of them. So, you know, Dexter Lawrence is a house, and Thibodeau is the hottest rusher in the game, and they have both of them on their their front. So I, I like the Giants. I think the Giants know who they are. I think they'll have a game plan. I think they'll run it and have some success running it. And I think I think they're going to hang around against Philadelphia. I know Dallas. I know uh, Philly's defense is much tougher than Minnesota's defense. But I think the Giants are. I think I think we're gonna we're gonna be thrilled. And then once we took a deep dive and really look at them, we're gonna say, "Uh oh, be careful what you wish for." You know what I mean? Because I think they're going to be a challenge.
0: Yeah. What's interesting is they played each other week eighteen, Giants and Philly, and Philly won didn't play anybody. Right. Philly won by twenty-two to sixteen, but the Giants didn't play anybody and lost by six. They 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 held Jalen Hurts to a quarterback rating of sixty-five in this game. Sixty-five. And I know it's coming off an injury, but I think you're seeing that maybe the Giants are due. They've played the Eagles twice. They've lost both times. They got better the second time. And the Eagles are not... The Giants are playing their best right now, it seems. And the Eagles are not. So, yeah, this is a really interesting matchup. And, I, again, I don't know if it's good news if the Niners have to face the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, mean, excuse me, it, the, Giants, the Giants. The Giants. The Giants.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think a lot of... I mean, you know, the other thing is overconfidence. Because if you get that game at home and, oh, my God, yeah. the Giants beat the Eagles? Oh, the NFC Championship game is just a coronation and it's just going to yeah. be a formality. It's the Niners. It's the Niners. It's the Niners. And it could easily... Be the New York Giants in an upset I mean the New York Giants have beaten the 49ers in mo- in multiple championship games and the Niners are probably the better team every time so um it's true you know I that's I, true I, I was just thinking about
0: 2012 but there was also 1991 90? I guess was that Jan- January, of 91?
1: Yeah, January of
0: 91 yeah January of 91 yeah so yeah Roger Craig that's happened humbled. every every 11 years <gasps> we're due Leonard oh, Marshall no. oh no the Giants, every 11 years, NFC Championship game. Yeah, I think that should be rooting for the Eagles. Well, here's the other one, too. Dallas. I mean,
1: the Giants have a really good underrated corner in a Dory Jackson. And in one of those key matchups, I think, with Philly, Jackson was out. And yeah. so, you know, everybody talks about next man up, next man up. But that's just a, that's just a thing people say. The truth is, when you run out of players, you run out of players. And they have three key players: those two guys up front I described, and a Dory Jackson on their defense. And if they, if all three of those guys are ready to roll, man, they're not going to be an easy out.
0: True. Also, like Miles Sanders is good, the running back for Philly. He's good. Saquon Barkley's better. They went to the same school. Barkley is better. And yeah. I think to, to to really beat the Niners, you got to not turn the ball over and have a dominant running back uh, at just to, for starters. And um, the Giants have that. Also a and they throw it move. to
1: Barkley quite a bit too. Yes, they do. You know? And you have and to have that,
0: a really good coach. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they got a lot of stuff.
1: They do. Could, and, yeah. and and you know what? There's a there's a um they threw away week 18. That was a no yep. show. They just said, yep. ah, we're resting up. So what happened? They showed up in this playoff game and they were rested and ready. And you know, they didn't sack Kirk Cousins, but they they made him uncomfortable. They totally took away Minnesota's run game. Minnesota averaged, what you know, a three point five yards a carry or something like that. Um, you know, Jefferson was held to forty seven yards. He's the hottest foot, hottest receiver in all of football. So I mean, I the Giants, Giants are a little, a little bit. They haven't been in the playoffs in eleven years, but they're still dangerous.
0: Yeah, and um, you know, I'm looking at Brian Dayball, arguably the coach of the year. Two coaches really had success against the Niners' defense this, this year. Andy Reid, Josh McDaniels. Well, Dayball coached under McDaniels in New England. Their offenses are somewhat similar. So that's another thing to be concerned about. Quarterback who can move and scramble and throw down the field. A great running back and a very, very good coach who comes from a tree that had success against the Niners a month ago. The Giants, watch out for them. Yeah, Larry. watch out for the Giants. Larry Radnich, who's Gary's cousin, brother. Long lost win. uh, To quote the great Stephen A. Smith this morning, the Cowboys' biggest concern going into tonight is the Cowboys, not Tom Brady. Tom Brady's not a concern. Are you serious? He's a a
1: concern. I would say the big... Stephen A. doesn't know anything about football. He can't even spell football. I'll I'll say Leonard Fournette in the the run game is a bigger... Dallas gave up 7-1 a carry to, to Jacksonville. They're not a proven entity... As a as a defense against the run, and That's so, true. you know, yeah, touchdown or playoff Lenny and Tampa. Good I mean, point. As a playoff Lenny. A playoff Lenny could could. I help. forgot
0: it because when he starts running and and Tampa can actually be balanced on offense, they're very difficult to beat.
1: Yeah, I mean they don't have great runners. Rashad White is probably going to be the starter, right? And then you get Fournette, you got Keyshawn Vaughn. They 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 really just run to give Brady a break. He, you know, when they get in the red zone, they kind of show they want to pass. But in this game, I would not be surprised at all if they came out running the ball and kind of forced Dallas to do what they don't like to do. And that's
0: defend the run, especially with Wirfs coming back. Jensen coming back. I mean, a lot of their success in the run game is just based on having talent. Because they're not doing a whole lot schematically in the run game, but if they have their entire offensive line. I like Fournette. about He's not the greatest running back, but he runs really hard, and you can check it down to him, and he's tough in the flat, too. There's a lot you can do with him, and I like Rashad White as well. He's kind of a three-down back. He doesn't run nearly as hard as Fournette, but he's fast. He's a good athlete. Yeah. I mean, Fournette Fournette is... um,
1: You know, Fournette's a a really good receiver out of the backfield. I mean, a really good receiver. So that that's what you got to worry about. And um, Mike Evans has played better ball as of late. And Brady's had a little bit of better offensive rhythm. And as I said, they're getting their two big boys back up front. And so I don't think Dallas's offensive line is going to be able to push them around. So I don't think that Dak's going to have that play action at his disposal like they're planning.
0: Sorry. I've been slacking. It's my birthday weekend this past weekend. I will do a con phone. Every Friday in the playoffs. I'm giving myself Saturdays off. I'll get tired. But Friday, every Friday we'll do it, all right? So get ready in advance. Jose says, I'll say this. I'd rather play Dallas than Tampa Bay.
1: They already beat Tampa.
0: It's true. It's true. Dallas is kind of scary. As you said, if, if the Niners fall behind, they have like a million pass rushers. All right, let's look way ahead to the AFC. What's the best team in the AFC? And I asked this. After we all saw Buffalo struggle with Skylar Thompson and the Miami Dolphins.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's any doubt. It's Kansas City. Got Kansas be. City's the best team. I mean, yeah. the Bengals at home could barely beat the Ravens. Should have lost. Tyler Huntley with a shoulder and a wrist problem. He's out there. All and they have came no down to that
0: one play at the goal line that should never have been called. Otherwise, right. they win.
1: Bengals, Maybe. hugely overrated. Um, Buffalo. Now, Buffalo, you know, it was, it was what? 20 to 17 at halftime. They wind up winning. They led by three at half and they led by three at the end of the game. So uh, to me, and and you're going up against Skylar Thompson, you're, you know, the third string quarterback and you sacked him four times and he had two picks and you still only won by three. Yeah. So, and and Miami had no running game to speak of in that game. They, they had 2.1 a carry. Uh, by the way, all the people saying that Jeff Wilson, they shouldn't get rid of Jeff Wilson because you know McCaffrey for Wilson was a lateral move, or I don't know. Pe- Jeff Wilson had ten carries for twenty three yards and a and a touchdown, two
0: three. Well, carry. I do think Miami has some issues on their offensive line.
1: Yeah, well, that, yeah. there's no doubt. And yeah. in that game, in this game, I believe they had two guy two of their starting offensive linemen who did not play at the last second. Yeah. So yeah, I think I that. Think and your and point still, is-
0: it was a three point game somehow. Buffalo, we're looking at you. What the hell is going on, Sean McDermott?
1: Yeah, I I think Buffalo. I think Buffalo, first of all, I'm not in love with any of Buffalo's runners. Devin Singletary, eh. James Cook, eh. True. You know, Josh Allen is probably the biggest runner that I'm worried about. They do have good receivers. Diggs, Davis, the rookie out of Boise, Shakir. Cole Beasley's now back, and he scored a touchdown this week. Dawson Knox is kind of underrated. Yeah. But I think defensively they're not the same team they were early in the year. Um I I don't see an awesome Buffalo defense. I see a yeah. I see a I saw an awesome Buffalo defense at the beginning of the year, but not as much right now.
0: Yeah. I think this is definitely it, it really feels like Kansas City Niners again. Yeah. Unless yeah. unless something unexpected like Jacksonville or the Giants. Those feel like the two live dogs right now. Jacksonville and the Giants because they're well co- I mean Doug Peterson's a champion and Trevor Lawrence is the tr- is really good. It looks like he's the truth. And then da- Daniel Jones seems like he can do a lot of what Trevor Lawrence can do, if not all of it, and he's got a good coach too. Those teams seem really interesting. I don't know about the Eagles. It seems like they peaked a couple months ago. And the and the, and the Bills too. Bills yeah. and Eagles look a little suspect right now.
1: Yeah. And and uh you know Daniel Jones reminds me a little bit of Alex Smith under Harbaugh you know it's like he 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 sat there he got criticized everybody kind of put him away as nothing i mean the giants did not pick up his fifth year option right That's so true. he's right That's true. and so they kind of told you how they felt about him they but they brought him back this year and now dable has gotten him to the point where he's a weapon you know with the legs and with the arm um We'll see what he does in Philly against a much better How defense. good
0: do you think Daniel Jones is? I know we're talking AFC right now, but let's go he's to Daniel Jones athlete. for a second. Is he, he, be is he better than Geno?
1: Oh, he's definitely better than Geno. I would
0: agree. Is he better than Jared Goff? He's a
1: better—he is because Jared I, is Goff too. gives you no running ability. Yeah. Daniel Jones, if you—he's yeah, he's 6'3", 225, and if you give him a lane, he will run, and he will yeah. take it.
0: Yeah, he ran for like 78 yards in the last game, right? Yeah. He's good. He's better than Jimmy. I mean, if he hits the free agent market, he could be the top quarterback. I don't know who's out there, but he could Brady. be out there. Bra- Brady oh, yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah. But Brady that and being Jimmy said, are the
1: top two guys.
0: What's interesting about this whole playoff thing is let's say Brady loses tonight. Every single quarterback in the top, in the final eight, in their 20s. Every single one. I think it's interesting to me. Well, it's just a little bit, it's a changing of the
1: guard. I think so. I mean, these great quarterbacks, Brady's great, but he's old. He's forty-six. Yep. forty-six.
0: The younger guys are are better athletes, tend to be cheaper, better have have better teams around them, and it's an interesting change of of the guard and a different tra- trend. I wonder if guys like Daniel Jones are going to be prioritized because they're young and mobile. And well, I don't know, maybe he's going to go on young, a, mobile, a athletic, run. smart. I'll
1: tell you this What's though: the one thing that fried my bacon a little bit. Dan Orlovsky of ESPN puts out a quarterback rankings list going into the playoffs. He had Brock Purdy 13th on the list and when he was asked about it, he's like, "Well, I haven't seen enough of him." Oh, oh that's bro, disrespectful. You, you work for ESPN. If you and the guys played yeah. Seven starts, and he played three preseason games. And this is your job. You don't cover yeah. baseball. You don't cover hockey. You don't know shit about the NBA. So who said you're this? You're an NFL specialist. Who and said this? Brock Purdy's played almost Dan Orlovsky. Oh my god. He said um, Brock Purdy's played almost half a year. He's been yeah. on national TV. He said I haven't seen him. I haven't seen enough. Then, then it's don't put out answer. a list because you listed him 13th.
0: Clest says, what up, Cone and Krugmeister? How you guys feeling about Debo? Is he back? Keep on rocking, fellas. To me, that
1: was one of the biggest surprises of the entire game was the the Brock pass to Debo. And I thought that was absolutely absolutely next level, the way he set up the defensive backs for the run after the catch. He made it look like he was cutting it back in and he waited until he could get the defender for Seattle behind a 49er blocker in pursuit, and then he cut it back to the sideline, and that guy looked up, and there was like two bodies, a Seattle body and a Niner body between him and the play. That took him out of the play, Mm -hmm. and he just went right by. I mean, I thought if you had asked me last week, I would have said Debo doesn't have that last gear to take it to the house, and what did he do?
0: He showed us that last
1: gear and took one to the house.
0: That's what I was going to say, too. And I, I keep wondering, like, does he have the last year or is it that Seattle was down 31-17 in the fourth quarter and they just quit? I don't know. They looked pathetic on that play, Seattle. Yeah. I'm just saying. But, like, I, I don't mean to be – I guess all I'm going to say is I, I, I'm not saying Debo isn't. He's clearly trending the right direction. I just want to see a little bit more before I – take the pressure off him because as quality control it's not my job to really crown him too early it's my job to crown him a week too late if I had to err on one of the two and I think uh it clearly brings out the best in him because he's a competitor and it's the playoffs I I felt like on that one fade route he had down the, the sideline before the uh before halftime he didn't separate and I'd like him to but he's never really been the kind of guy that would separate on that route
1: what I, what I think is really exciting. And I saw it in this game and I wanted to see it. And I talked about it in the pregame with low neon on the game was I want to see the Niners use their speed to create the space for IUK and for Debo. And we saw that. I think it was on the Iuke pass from uh, Brock Danny to Gray. Gray ran off the coverage and it created a ton of room for Brandon Ayuke. And, you know, not everybody in the league has a receiver who can run four two, nine. The Niners have a, have a, you know, four three receiver who probably plays more like a four two receiver, use him, make people defend that speed, create that space for your other weapons. So I, I, I to me, that's a huge factor. I know that I know if you look at the box score, you say, what Danny gray, did he even touch the ball? Um, hey, what about Ray Ray? He, he both those guys are incredibly valuable. You have to show your speed and, and make the defenses honor it and then slide in underneath it.
0: Keith Murphy says Bengals overrated. They've beaten Kansas City three times in a row. The Ravens are a division opponent with a tough defense. Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year.
1: I like the Bengals, but um, Bengals are, I mean, go look at the Bengals. I mean, they're not running the ball all that well. Um, their offensive line is not good. Their offensive line, you know, Burrow's always running for his life. Um, got a couple decent edge rushers. Uh, You know, you know, what looks good is the corner that they drafted out of Nebraska Omaha or whatever that the Niners wanted. That Taylor Britt, whatever his name was, from he looks great. He's a really nice player in their secondary.
0: Keith says, I worry about our secondary versus Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. True. I also worry about their offensive line against Bosa, Menahue and uh, Armstead. Yeah. So, how many times did they sack? Uh, that being said, they did score a bunch. We went to overtime. Yeah, it's an interesting matchup. And they do match up well against Kansas City for whatever reason. Andrew says, a lot of sloppy from most teams this weekend so far. True. I'm interested to see what the two number one teams look like next weekend coming off a of bye. Why, wise words. Jason Howard says, did you guys notice Debo taking plays off BCB? I haven't been, I'm not going to, I don't know. Didn't notice it.
1: I watched the whole game a second time um, and I'm rolled it back and forth and spent like four and a half hours on it. I didn't see him taking plays off.
0: Who is the 49ers go to red zone weapon?
1: I think that's one of the reasons that they're hard to defend is that I don't know that there is one. Maybe, I mean, I guess it's, I would probably say it's Kittle. It's Kittle. But then,
0: but, but then, uh, if you but then overplay him,
1: yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's
0: Ayuk, there's Ayuk there's Jennings,
1: yeah, there's Jennings. There's Mitchell. And if you got all that
0: covered, there's the running back,
1: right? Then you can throw Debo. it to the running back.
0: Debo really isn't a red zone threat. As a as a running back, he is
1: though. Yeah, as a runner, he's a threat. As, as a, a running back. As a as a running back, yeah, he's a threat. As a receiver, I mean, I would say it's Kittle under Kittle. with this quarterback. I'd say it's Kittle because Kittle is a very good route runner in the end zone, and,
0: and he's big, and he has good hands,
1: and he's got good hands. And Brock's got accuracy. Yep. So I mean, I mean, to me, the mo- maybe the most amazing play of the entire weekend was the Brock Purdy off schedule improv to Ayuk in the corner Ayuk. that he dropped.
0: That would have been an incredible play. That would have been like one of the best plays of, of uh, Brock's career. Yeah, and that play made me think of Montana rolling right, hitting Dwight Clark. I feel like Brock could make that throw. The yeah. whole play, Brady no, couldn't because he can't move. Jimmy couldn't because he can't move.
1: Well, and, and the ball placement would—he would only hit. He would only hit the receiver one of every yeah. ten times. Purdy looks like he could almost, like he can make that throw. Like, repeatedly. I
0: think he could. So, yeah, it's nice to have a go-to guy in the in the red zone. But I think what's so great about the Niners' red zone offense right now is they have a quarterback who can improv. And I think the red zone's a place where improving helps a lot because the windows are so small. People are open for such a brief amount of time if they're open at all. kind of helps to just scramble things up. That's what Brett Favre could do. Mahomes can do. The best – Purdy can do it. He does it. He did it. What? Three times, three times, four times. If you count the IU coin throwing with anticipation is the number one thing in the
1: red zone because you don't, you, you can't wait to see a guy get open and then throw it. No, you, the windows are so small. You have to throw with anticipation and throw him open. So it's, you know, I pretty can do that.
0: Did Ayuk stop his rap route deep downfield? According to Kyle Shanahan, yes.
1: On the one where Purdy yelled at him?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And he also had Debo on the crosser underneath in the clear, like it was a busted play. He was running free. And then you're talking about the one that landed in the middle of the end zone mm-hmm. and Iuk cut it off. It looked like that would have been hash. a touchdown
0: if Ayuk had just kept running. Yeah.
1: But I, I love that I Purdy yelled at him. Because it's like you know what—that's the command that separates this rookie quarterback from other rookie quarterbacks—is that he is good for these players, but he's also going to be tough on these players and hold them accountable. Right. He's
0: gonna he's gonna play the position like a veteran quarterback, which is what the Niners need. Connor Koch says, if this team loses, uh, where down the line do you think guys? Do you guys where down the line do you guys think that that'd be and from what? Missed my last dono. Oh, damn, Connor. Today? I'll find it. My bad. Sorry about that.
1: Um, If the team loses, where do they lose? They lose, I think, because um, the same way they lost to Kansas City. They can't stay within a country mile in zone or man of top-tier receivers with quarterbacks that are mobile that can buy extra time in the pocket. That's my biggest fear. My biggest fear is we're going to walk out of this thing having lost and talking about corners in the draft because they're they miss Emmanuel Mosley. If they had Emmanuel Mosley, I think this team would be on a different level. Without Mosley, they're holding on. But um, you know, I thought Lenore played well, but then we saw Charvarius have a bad game. So I don't know. I, I I'm not sure if the Niner coverage. Can stand up if they're ru- the Niners are a rush and cover defense, and they have to get rush. If they don't get rushed, they will get toasted.
0: That's what happened in the in the Super Bowl with Harbaugh. They got toasted by Tory Smith and Jacoby Jones. Yep, yeah. and Anquan Bolden, yeah. It was freaking Joe Flacco, and he roasted them. And I guess you kind of could see it coming because you know those. All those guys in the secondary, Chris Culliver, Terrell Brown, Carlos rogers they were cast-offs or or mid-round picks that the Niners made into stuff, and it was all because of their front seven. And that's kind of what the Niners do now. So that's why I still kind of think the Niners should be afraid of a team like Buffalo, even though they've shown vulnerabilities. I mean, Josh Allen is the exact kind of quarterback they have trouble with. The exact kind.
1: He's great. And that throw to Gabe Davis that he made, I bet you there's only – two, three quarterbacks in the entire league that can make that throw. I mean, he's, yeah. Josh Allen's yeah. very special.
0: And, and Connor, we, I found it. Like, the thing about Tampa and Dallas, why I feel like the Niners probably should handle either one, is because Tom Brady isn't mobile, even though he can get rid of the ball quickly. He's not going to hurt the Niners by extending plays. And then, Dak, I don't really feel like that's his game anymore. The Niners sacked him five times last year. I don't see him as being super slippery. He seems kind of slow at this point, frankly, after all all these years and injuries, it's the, it's the guys in the the next game, Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts, who are actually pretty quick and mobile, that I think could hurt the Niners.
1: Yeah, and I think both those guys could – who can beat them? The Giants and the Eagles can beat them. I don't think yeah. the Cowboys or the Bucs can beat
0: them. Should the Niners be concerned about Trevarius Ward? Uh, he got roasted by Jamar Chase last year in the playoffs. The Chiefs didn't bring him back. And then that was definitely a deflating performance against D.K. Metcalf last couple of days ago after – freaking Traverius had done quite well against him in the past.
1: Yeah. I think you got to be concerned. I don't know what his groin situation is, how he's feeling physically. You know, I'm going to ask him that this week, but yeah, his, his ball skills have been incredible this year. They weren't in this game. Um, His, his, his poise, he's acted like a true number one corner. He didn't in this game. Um, He wasn't even the best corner on the Niners in this game. I thought Lenore clearly had better coverage all day and outplayed him had the pick. So yeah, Charvarius cannot Agreed. be a weakness. Charvarius yeah. doesn't have to be the best corner in football, but he cannot be a weakness and have the Niners win the Super Bowl. He has to play, you know, with confidence and he's got to have some success or they have no shot.
0: I mean, he was shadowing DK Metcalf in this game like the Niners thought Lenore was a weakness, which he had he had been and they were acting like Traverius Ward was Jalen Ramsey. But midway through the game, I was thinking, man, stop. Stop. This isn't working. DK Metcalf is in his head. Maybe uh, just let them play sides of the field. I don't know because it felt like this was going to be the Niners' plan in the playoffs to just put Traverius Ward on all these top wide receivers, maybe CeeDee Lamb coming up. Now, it looked like he lost confidence during the game. Like he was talking so much smack all year. He was in DK's face he gave up that long touchdown and all of a sudden he's playing off he's given up all these catches underneath he did not look like the same player to me what bothered me was his lack of
1: quickness with the ball in the air yeah. like when the, there was there was opportunities there he was in the neighborhood but yeah. he didn't close he didn't make plays on the football and he's been doing that all year and he's been really good against the run so
0: the touchdown um, that was bad yeah. First of all, he was beat. He had no reason to look back for the ball. You got to like get back in phase. And when he did look for the ball, he looked I think he looked over the wrong shoulder, didn't find the ball and fell even further out of coverage. That was bad. Yeah. He didn't he you have to either you got to make a play on the
1: ball. What what worries me when I see him with the ball in the air, lose more set more separation with the receiver. And it's like, wait a second, the receiver's supposed to be concentrating on the ball. You're supposed to be closing that space down and he didn't. So corner's a lot about confidence. So hopefully they can kind of build up that confidence going into this next game.
0: A surprise inactive the last few weeks has been Drake Jackson, the 49ers' top draft pick this year. Now he doesn't have a ton of sacks. He doesn't play against the run very much. He's made a few plays this season and he's very young. He seems like he's has a lot of talent. The Niners have given him rave reviews all year but all of a sudden he doesn't play. He can't even suit up. And the Niners pass rush has been a little inconsistent the last month. You think they should play him or not?
1: Yeah, I would definitely make him active. Um think think more attack and don't think, you know, coverage or I mean like right now they're it's it's like do you go up go with the extra D tackle or do you go with the extra D end? I would rather see them go with the extra D end and use uh, a Menahue and Jordan Willis inside um, and go to your four defensive end alignment in obvious passing situations. So, and, and just allow your linebackers to take care of the run. So, yeah, I I think your defensive ends are the teeth of your defense and I want my defense to have more teeth, not less teeth. So yes, I, I want Drake Jackson. I also think Drake's got a kind of a, a a tendency to um, to be able to bat down passes. He's got a skill for it. You know, batting down passes in football is a very similar trait to blocking shots in basketball. And some guys have the knack and some guys don't. He has a knack for knocking down passes. I believe he's among the NFL league leaders and batted down passes. You're playing all kinds of coordinated games up front, continue to do that and make him active and get him in that rotation and keep all the keep those guys as fresh as possible. I would steal a roster spot somewhere else to make sure Drake is active.
0: Well, I think on a defense with Nick Bosa, you know you're going to get a lot of quick passes away from Nick Bosa, right? Right. So if you're playing on the on the D line on the other side, probably should be ready. He seems like a smart young man. And he's got long arms. So, boom. Absolutely. Great fit. I don't see why they're not playing him. I mean, they keep saying they want extra deep tackles so they can be strong against the run. They haven't been particularly strong against the run. Maybe you just have to, like, I don't, they need an extra D end out there. Because Jordan Willis is good. EBCOM hasn't been giving him that much. EBCOM is hurt. EBCOM has an ankle injury. And if he plays, I don't know if he'll be 100%. Maybe this is a week because of that. To uh, get Drake out there There's a problem here
1: And I know this is maybe not one you want to talk about But the problem is Kinlaw's got high draft position And he's not getting much done And so Because of that They feel the need to carry an extra tackle To fortify themselves inside Because Javon is not getting A ton done And so that's costing them A defensive end So that's, that's I think the issue is that Javon gets the reps and he's in there and they know he's got potential And there. He had a real couple of real nice plays early in the game, but he's not giving you a lot against the pass at all. And he's not getting, he's not, you know, he's not getting heat on the quarterback. He's not necessarily dominant in the run game. He doesn't make plays out of his space. You know, I, I like Kinlaw, but, I think that's the problem really in in a nutshell is that they want to put him up there for his strength, but then to have him there, you got to have some backups and that's taking a spot away from Drake.
0: Yeah. I mean, Kinlaw played 30 snaps in the last game. That's uh, us. 44%. He had been about 22 before then. They also have Kevin Givens who was back. He played 29 snaps. They have carry T Y McGill played 19 snaps. How about Armstead? Armstead played. Armstead played 36 snaps. Explain that to me. It's a playoff game. Eric Armstead played 30. That's 53%. And then Bosa played 40 snaps. 59. I didn't get that. What was that? They were pacing themselves in a playoff game. That's amazing.
1: Well, they have been they, you know, they do feel like if you went and talked to Chris, he would tell you, yeah. I got two starting defensive lines. But that's something you say, you and it's You Not in still got to play your, you still got to play your ones. I mean, I, I Bosa's got to get more snaps than that. Maybe they were, maybe they really? wanted to keep Bosa fresh for a fourth quarter push, and you know, it just that, that's why his snaps were low. Maybe they were trying intentionally to keep his snaps down early in the game. But yeah, yeah. I mean, and then they know.
0: brought in the backups at the end. I know that, but it, 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 yeah. still, still, it's it. It, it seemed like. One way to run on the Niners is just wait until they have their all their backup D linemen in, which they do all the time. And then just run and it's a green light to run the ball when it's got when you got uh, what, Amenhue, Jordan Willis, T. Y. McGill and whoever. The fourth guy. Givens. Givens. Sorry, Givens. But yeah, essentially.
1: So I I, oh, I thought in this game, I thought Bosa was their best defensive lineman against the run. I thought he made the most plays. He seemed he was the most active. He had the biggest number of tackles. I mean, just look at the list. I thought I thought Bosa played good. Amenahue played phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Eric Armstead played phenomenally in limited snaps. And then the other guys didn't get a ton done. And that's Kinlaw and Givens. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, those those guys have to step up and make more plays. Just I'd understand
0: that. not playing Drake Jackson if they were like, "Look, we got these four great guys. They're on the field most of the time. It's just not that many. We need it. They're they're using a whole rotation, and it's kind of hard to say week to week which guy's gonna go off. It's not like a Minshew's going off every week. It's pretty basically Bosa and you'll see. So it could be Kerry Hyder. Play like think you know it gets teams like um like Seattle,
1: you know that they know. They've got to run the football with Kenneth Walker. I think, you know, when you have these teams that are so run, they're kind of a run-dominant team. Yeah, Yeah. run-dependent teams. They're going to go with that extra player inside. But that's not Tampa. It's not not Dallas.
0: It's it's the Giants to a degree. But that's it. Brandon says, how does D'Amico balance interviews with playoffs? Not sleep. I don't know. That's a tough one. He's turned down some.
1: I I don't have a I don't have the He's list in front four. of me. But he turned down Carolina. He, he, Arizona wanted to interview
0: him, right? He's got four. I think he turned down one. He turned down Houston. He did turn down Houston. I, th- I, I thought he turned it, but I don't know. Definitely. I know he turned down Carolina. Okay. Does it seem like an issue? Are you concerned about this? In yeah, the it, slightest? it could be an issue.
1: It absolutely could be an issue. So I mean, that's up to Shanahan to set some parameters and figure that out and make sure he's scheduling that stuff in at a time where he can do both. But yeah, I mean, you got to do the job you got before you can go pursue the job you want.
0: Well, the defense certainly has fallen short of its standard the past few games, and I wonder if maybe this has been an issue. I mean, it's not like he just started preparing for his head coaching interviews yesterday. So I don't know. No idea, I'm not there. D'Amico, good luck. I hope you get that job. The coach says, D-line pitch count is bizarre. Bosa not on the field for key third downs is a head scratcher. Well, uh, to me, it's it's a uh, sh- it's a mark of disrespect in the other team. It's the Seahawks. We're going to beat them. Let's treat this like any other game so we can pace ourselves a little bit for this long haul since we don't have a, a bye week. That's kind of how I took it. How would you take it?
1: Well, I, I take it that, and I haven't talked to Chris, but I have talked to Chris in the past, he views all of these guys as starters. So he doesn't think of it as I'm um, – Taking a starter off the field, um, he's got he's playing his guys in a rotation, and he wants to keep them fresh. So, uh, but I agree, I agree. Bosa's a difference maker, and he's got to take, you know, he's got to take three series in a row in the second half of these playoff games going forward. He can't, yeah, he can't just say, oh, well, we're gonna rest. No, no, no. You want to spot rest him in the first half, maybe here, in the, but second half, you don't want to tire him out. But you got to get his, you got to get him on the field.
0: William, thank you. I'm not going to read that one, but I appreciate your donation. Uh, the thing with Kinlaw is, yeah, like he's he's had a very tough story. He's coming back from something very two years out, but still, if you take the sentimentality out of it, who gives the Niners the best chance to win right now at these positions? And I know he's got talent. He still you don't want to give up on him. He's got potential. But what's the what's the position breakdown right now? Should he be playing over Drake Jackson? It's Should a, it's a over, first down, yeah. second
1: down, third down. Sure. First and second down, Kinlaw. Sure. When you get to third down, he's got to come off the field. He's a two down player. Yeah. And um, and then when you get to third down, you can go four defensive ends. You know, and I, I kind of like it. You know, it's it's interesting. When Philly won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles, every single guy on their defensive line had pass rush ability. And That's I right. saw that and I'm thinking to myself, man, this is kind of a new thing where everybody's a pass rusher. Usually there's some obvious run plugger. They didn't have that. And now the 49ers have taken that to the next level. And in obvious passing downs, they're going Bosa and let's say Jackson or Bosa and Ebukam on the outside, a you yeah. and Drake inside, or, or a and yeah. Jordan Willis inside. Mm-hmm. And they're going with the four DNs. And the bottom line is, if you're going to pass. Why not go with the four DNs? It really isn't about, you know, you're going to get pass rush with four defensive ends better
0: than if you go with a couple tackles. Even Bosa rushes from the inside. and They do it sometimes to avoid the chip. So they can do a lot of stuff. All right, we're 45 minutes in, and we have some more time. So let's talk about this game from a couple days ago. Because the Niners won 41-23. Everything gets swept under the rug. But there was a moment at the end of that first half where things looked bad. I mean, the Niners just gave away the lead at the, at the end of the first half, and they literally gave it away from the coach to the players. So let's talk about the coach's decision first. The, Kyle Shanahan and I forget the special team coordinators. He's new. Schneider, Brian Schneider. Schneider. They decide to squib kick, to get a, take a little time off the clock. It results in a return out to the 35-yard line. What did you think of that decision?
1: I didn't like. Well, it. first of
0: all, Kyle said it was the wrong decision. <laughs> but why was it the wrong decision? Is why. Well, is what I'm okay, asking.
1: I do understand how he arrived at that decision, Grant, because Godwin Igwe Buike, who was a 49er once upon a time, really looked good in the first he half did. of this game, and so you know, I'm time. sure he's looking at that, going, "Oh man, Igwe Buike may bust one. Let's yep. kick it to the up man, and and not." But you also knew with that little time on the clock. Why would you give up any yards at all? Why make them drive 30 yards instead of 50 yards? Why make them drive? You know what I mean? And, and then the penalty obviously hurt bad. But the big mistake first wasn't just punting it deep. I want them starting at worst on the 25-yard line. Kick it out of the back of the end zone and put them on the 25. Or kick yeah. it between the 10 and the 5 and and you know play good coverage. But the squib kick... I mean, I don't know. I mean, wh- wh- where was the line of
0: scrimmage after the squib? It, it just feels like the Niners have been kicking teams' butts for so long, I mean the last three months, that they're not used to like situational football. And they got in a situation and they're like, well, what do we do? And like, and they just got it wrong. And after the game, they were like, yeah, that was on us. We would well Next time we're in that situation, we won't do it like that. But they're in these situations so infrequently, they're usually winning. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, my God, we're in a game we didn't think we were going to be in. So I guess I understand, but that that's the kind of thing. Like, hopefully, they got it out of their system now. Because, well, yeah, I mean, I, I Robbie
1: Gold did say this, Grant, when I asked him this week about the special teams. He said with Schneider this year, the the game plans and the schemes are real simple, and he thinks that's a major key to their improvement on special teams from last year under Richard Hightower.
0: Also, remind me what the the kick looked like. Was it a did it just bounce on the field? How far did it go in the air. I don't even remember the kick. Do you remember?
1: I don't remember the trajectory, but I know it it, it. it basically landed right where the up man was gonna stand, so he had to. He had to take it.
0: It's like if you're if you're worried about the return man returning the ball, there are ways that you can kick the ball so that the up man doesn't get it, but so you can drive it. You know what I mean? A low line drive kick beyond the up that man bounces and that bounces, bounces, and you can't return it. Like that's if that's what you wanted to do, I get it. But it's what he said was he wanted to take a little time off the clock, and then in, what he said in, in retrospect, better to just keep him at the twenty-five because one miss, one big play from them or one mistake by us puts him in field goal range, and then we made the mistake. So we'll talk about the mistake now. It was Jimmy Ward's penalty. Geno Smith scrambles, gets about seven, eight yards. Jimmy Ward right. comes in late, hits him late, 15 yard penalty. What'd you think of that play from Jimmy?
1: Well, man, it was just terrible. I mean, it's a terrible play. Now, Jimmy is a tone setter, and I like True. the fact that he got a hit on the quarterback, but you any hit there that results in points, mm. you there's no defending it. Once it once it resulted in I mean, if you're trading yards, for a hit on the quarterback, yeah, you know what? That maybe is not the worst move. I would take the big time hit on the quarterback and give up some yards, but you cannot trade points in a once in a close game for a hit on the quarterback, especially when everybody and their brother knew that was going to be a penalty. I mean, he, you know, I, I will say this though: it's like Dre I'm Greenlaw so made the same the mistake NFL. this year. So I mean, it yeah, happens. In Chicago. It happens.
0: And Gre- yeah. everyone loves Dre Greenlaw. We still, we still like Jimmy Ward. Mostly because he came on my channel one time. What's up, Jimmy?
1: <laughs> no, Jimmy's awesome. Jimmy's, Jimmy's he's great. a great football player. He truly he is, is really a great good. football player. He's one of the most underrated yeah. players in the NFL. And yeah. I normally would give him full license to do whatever he thinks because I think he's that smart of a player. And I could yeah. see what he was thinking. Hey, let's get a hit on the quarterback. But this is the NFL in this wussification era where he didn't hit him helmet to helmet. He hit him on the shoulder. But you can't hit him right. when he slides. That being and said,
0: we, we know the deal. He knows yeah. the deal. We know the deal. But, and but also, I one, was, other, go one other
1: thing, Grant, on that one, was that it took me back to the Ahmad Brooks-Drew Breeze play. Why? Because anytime you have somebody going one direction and the defender going the other direction, it's, it's going to look like more contact than there really is. Like, yeah. that it looked terrible live. But when you watch it, it was really a matter of Gino sliding – and and Ward flying up. I mean, the, the contact was not to the head. It wasn't egregious. But the combination of two cars going head-on to each other, the force, the flags are being caught, thrown because of the they're officiating the impact now.
0: I felt like that moment was kind of like the last moment of... It, it felt symptomatic of what the Niners' defense was doing in that first. It was a bad first half for the defense. They gave up 17 points. Yeah. And it wasn't just Jimmy Ward, but it felt like a lot of people on the defense kind of playing uncharacteristically and maybe not giving the game the respect it deserved, giving the Seahawks the respect they reserve. Like I th- think they kind of thought that they would walk in, they've beaten the Seahawks twice, that the Seahawks would be intimidated and fold. And they didn't. And I think when a bully gets punched back, they sometimes act erratically and I felt like a lot of players on this defense sort of acted like bullies that got punched. Jimmy, Trevarius, both of them. These are vets who get paid a lot of money or right at the top of their game who haven't been challenged very much this year and got challenged a little bit, and I felt like they didn't act their best, but they came back in the second half, forced the turnovers, played great. Still, thats I, I, I kind of felt like it was a whole attitude issue, or I don't know what you I would call it. Well, attitude. I mean, it's human nature. Yeah. If uh, you, be, you beat a team twice...
1: Um, you're getting them the, for the third time and you've beaten them twice and you've beaten them, you're Big. plus four in turnovers and, <sighs> you know, um, yeah. you're like, Hey, you know what? We're better than them. And it's we don't hard respect to probably you. get it dialed up.
0: We don't like you. We don't respect you. And it's fair. I mean, they're a nine and nine team, but I think that that's what, what the first half was, was the Niners, the Seahawks having a good game plan. Cause the game plans out there, the Raiders showed it and the Niners, uh, totally not respecting them. And, uh, the Seahawks folding in the second half. I still can't get to, get over Geno Smith fumbling in, in the uh, red zone. I can't get over that. Okay, you're going to get sacked. Have two guys on the ball, Geno. Okay, that play I thought was the game. It was the game. That was the game. Even if he gets sacked and doesn't fumble there, it's a field goal. They're down three. It's a game. Yeah. And when um, he fumbled, I felt like you could feel it in Seattle just be like, oh, it's over. We're done. I know.
1: That We're was, done. That, yeah. That was a huge play. Okay, yep. so – I think that there's there's an obscure thing that we're not pointing to that saved this game and made play. Let's that talk about it. Play. I thought the Niners caught a huge break. Think about that drive. The Nin- Seattle's going extended drive on the 49ers at that point. They're moving the ball down the field. I'm on the binoculars. I'm looking at the players on defense. They got their hands on their hip, their hands on their thigh pads, which is the international unspoken language of, I'm gassed. I'm exhausted. Right. And what happens at the end of that long drive, Um it was the offensive lineman, Austin Blythe, went down oh. with an injury. And so there was a stoppage, and the 49ers were not going to call a timeout because they had already kind of wasted some timeouts. So they mm-hmm. they didn't have a timeout to take there. So they were just going to gamble that their defense could get a hold, and their defense was gassed. Yeah. But what happens is Blythe goes down with the injury. It's they true. go away to the commercial. It took they bring a long out the time. Water. Guys are getting water. Guys are it wiping off their for sweat. Forever. Guys are yeah. regrouping and getting a chance to catch their breath. It's the true. very next play, um, it was the illegal man downfield penalty against Seattle. So that took it down to second and fourteen, and yeah. then Geno throws a fade at Metcalf. Are two Metcalf against against Charvarius. Hit him in the
0: face! It yeah. Hit him in the face! Yeah. Charverius so then, couldn't make a play on the ball, hit T.K. I Metcalf know. in the face. Oh, yeah. This but was it, the now, game!
1: So, so now it's third and 14 yeah. from the 19-yard line, and I thought this was a great... Now, I don't know if this was D'Amico's call, if this is Chris Kosarek's call, but they lined up in what was three guys overloaded to the defensive right side. And you had Ebukam by himself um, lined up at the defensive left end spot. And what they did was Ebukam took an inside move, took the interior guard with him. A it was a it was an et et stunt, and the end went first. And a was playing defensive tackle, looped around, and he had a bad angle on the quarterback. He wasn't getting there, and he just but then for Gino it. stepped just, up. Totally oblivious! Down by his waist, and he swiped at it, popped it out, sat on the ground for a second, Bosa jumps on it, and the place erupted. I mean, it erupted so much at the press box, I could feel the shaking of the stadium in the press box.
0: There the, were a lot of people cheering in the press box. It used to be there was no cheering in the press box, but that it seems like that rule is not enforced.
1: Yeah, well, there's a lot of rookies in the press box. It's true. There's a lot of cheering. But, but as far it's as true. that play it reminded me of the super bowl against the ravens where the 49ers had an old ravens defense gassed at the end and Harbaugh couldn't get the play called they called the timeout timeout oh yeah and bernard pollard and ray lewis and ed reed all these guys playing like their last nfl games and they got a chance to towel off and water up and it's true. you know Tighten the belt and tighten your shoes and get ready and focus, and they got their big defensive stand, that's true. and the Ravens win the Super Bowl. Never, ever, ever, ever call a timeout on offense at the end of a drive, especially in the second half after a long drive, and that's what Seattle did. And it allowed so, the 49ers to rev it up, take take a second,
0: catch their breath, and then Amenahieu and Bosa came up with the play of the game. So Austin Blythe went down. That's huge. But then the next play, the ineligible man downfield on a seven-yard throw. Like, how did you get downfield on a seven-yard throw to Tyler Lockett? But they did somehow. And then it was second and 14. Like, it should have been third and two from the seven. Right. Instead, it was – it's like, what did you – and again, so did the Niners adjust? Yeah, their offense did. Their, that that eight-minute drive at the beginning of the third quarter was freaking amazing. But did yeah. the Niners' defense adjust? I don't know. Austin Blythe got hurt. There was an ineligible man downfield. And then Geno Smith, Geno Smith. I like Seattle just wasn't good enough. But I'm concerned about all these other teams coming up because they're all better than Seattle. And the Niners defense is really concerning me. What the hell was that? And then though, after that, I mean, though, Seattle folded and, and the Niners Lenore, looked great after that. But, and then Lenore got the pick. Sure. The and then it looked great. Play. But Seattle fell apart and the Niners piled it on. But like this yeah. was a game in almost into the fourth quarter. That, that sack fumble was deep in the third quarter. Yeah. Man, what an amazing game. And and, well, and it's like, it was 41-23, so no one will ever remember it that way. It's like it didn't I know.
1: happen. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It, it'll be, yeah. It's like a footnote. The other mm-hmm. thing that I think is really important and that, you know, we talk about it every week, but it almost gets, like, redundant. Turnovers. I don't know if you saw this stat. The 49ers, when they're even or positive on the year, 14-0. and When they're down on the turnover ratio... Oh, and four. Whoa. Okay. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. When For the, the Niners are even, even or plus on the turnover margin at the end of the game, they're 14
0: and 0. when they're minus at the end of the game, they're oh, and four. That scares me. That scares me because it, it no team. I just feel like eventually you have to win one game in a season where you don't win the turnover margin. One game. I'm sure the Niners can do it, but they haven't done it yet. And eventually they're going to face a team that doesn't beat itself. Kansas City. Yeah. What and, are you going to do?
1: Yeah. I would say the the time for turn, turnovers and, and uh, you know, living to fight another day have come and gone. The yeah. Seattle game, you know, there it was a clean game. But they probably could have won if there had been a turnover. But they're not beating anybody going forward if they're minus two. That's true. So – You know, they got to take care of the football. The one thing about Brock and the one thing about the Niners is, you know, in this particular game, very clean game. Considering how wet the field was, very clean game. Very few penalties, no turnovers.
0: That being said, Kyle's getting a little pass happy with Brock. 19 passes in the first half didn't exactly work out. They got a little bit more balanced in the second half. Um, And then Seattle quit, which always helps. Finesse Kid says, both your predictions of Purdy Stats next game. We don't know who they're playing yet.
1: I mean, yeah, we don't even know That's who a tough playing. one,
0: man. Come back. Gonna,
1: he, Grant just said it. They're not just going to – this is not Jimmy Garoppolo from 2019 no. where you're going to run, 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 and then, oh, don't let the quarterback throw. It's not going to Shanahan happen. has belief in Purdy. He's going to let him throw.
0: In fact, he's playing off people not understanding how much belief he has in Purdy. It's kind of like what uh, Harbaugh was doing with Kaepernick. Early on, people did. People thought he was going to try to hide Kaepernick. He loved Kaepernick and um, he liked that people didn't understand that. I think Kyle's the same way. Is Kalia Davis' practice window still open? No, no that was more like, more. yeah, I think they were the thinking year. of it as like an early off season for him since he missed the entire offseason. G Code Travels says Larry great impersonation of Balky. Can you do it again? Who would you rank Niners best GM, Scott McLuhan, Trent Balky, or John Lynch? <laughs> Scott McLuhan really knows personnel. Trent Bulky,
1: really. You know, I really like our linebackers, Larry. Gerald Hodges has got a lot of speed. He's got some ability, I'll tell you. And, you know, yeah, Navarro had an injury. And Navarro's not quite the same player as he used to be. But, you know, we really love our linebackers, Larry.
0: That was perfect. I loved it. Yeah. Hey. Nice, nicely done. You know who did a, a better one
1: than me? He's not around to do it anymore. Kevin Lynch. Kevin Lynch great did a Kevin good one.
0: Lynch. You know, Matt Mayoko does a good one. It's funny. Every Almost everyone does a Trent balky I don't do a Trent balky But he had such a weird voice and he was such an important person that it's almost – it was too easy. It was not too easy, but why would you not?
1: A uh, lot of people was, make fun of him. Yeah.
0: Sorry, Trent. We like you, but – the voice it's like it's almost like the batman voice like the christian bale batman voice but with like a no you know what it sounds like i forget what the guy's name uh funk the guy from um
1: yeah yeah from, he sounds from, like that guy from, from dirty dave um, big dave osborne from, yes him and, and he's also an older, from he's yes. also on uh curb your enthusiasm
0: yes he sounds exactly like that guy Anoop says, Fortnite has coached this game like a regular season. Playoffs. Playoffs are here. Every play call, personnel decision, and situational call is huge. Be better. Yeah, it was like, it's Seattle. We got them. Blah, blah, blah. Fine. Okay, don't do that against... See, that's the thing. What if they play Tampa? They beat Tampa by a lot. Are they going to act like that against Tampa? Because they play the B team. They haven't played the A team of Tampa yet. Right. Yeah. Larry, can you see the G-man getting the upset? Yes, he I already do. laid it out.
1: Yeah, I, I like I I New York to, to win that game. I think New York is... New York's got some good things going right now.
0: Yeah, they do. Abu Marco 23 says, We can't be furious at Abram for his dirty twist of Debo's ankle, but call Ward a tone setter when he launches a sliding Gino with his forearm. I'm not mad at Abram. And for the fact of the matter is, Abram and Debo uh, took a picture holding each other. They exchanged jerseys after the game, so they squashed it. If two grown men can squash a silly beef... Why do I have to be upset about it is how I feel.
1: Yeah, Let me just say this on the Ward thing compared to the Abram thing. Um, The Ward thing is a bang, bang play where you have to time it perfectly. Uh, He just mistimed it. The Abram play. That's a punk move. You don't grab and twist a guy. This is a rough game played by tough guys. There's no room for dirtiness. And, to me, yeah, Debo, you know, they kissed and made up and they exchanged jerseys and, you know, they both played in the SEC and they probably have some, some, you know, common friends and so on and so forth. But come on, man, Jonathan Abram. I love Jonathan Abram as a player, but he crosses the line. And to me, when you're twisting a guy's leg, what if you tore his, what if you tore a ligament? You're messing with his ability to provide for his family. No, no, to me, that's way worse.
0: What I liked about that was the, they didn't call a flag on Abram, but then all the Niners got in Abram's face and hit him, and they didn't call a flag on that either. They're like, "All right, Abram, like, you're gonna have." To... <laughs> you I thought me.
1: there was a makeup call then too. If you notice, there was a call that went in the Niners' true. favor, like that's either true. one play or two plays later, and I thought that that seemed like a makeup call.
0: It just felt like they let everyone in the Niners like get one lick in on Abram, and they're like, "Okay, all right, break it up. <laughs> all right, that's enough." Sherpane <laughs> Ch- Chur- Chur- says, says I-, I would argue that the Bills played worse than the Niners. Yeah, I would also argue that as well. Yeah. Um, Skyler Thompson came within three points of beating you in your backyard.
1: In I like Skyler Decem- Thompson. I thought he January played pretty good. Can I just say
0: I like Skyler Thompson? He, I mean, he's not Brock Purdy, but he looked nice. Well, I love to make Geno Smith. Geno Smith is. I hope, I hope the Seahawks keep Geno Smith. Actually, as a quality control coach for the entire league, I'd like to see them actually draft a quarterback um, because there are zero quarterbacks in their 30s in the playoffs right now, and Geno. They're going to they're gonna re-sign him. You already know that he know, Gino looked good at the beginning, but not as much down the stretch. Not when it got it. Sorry. stunned two times, says, Grant, you predicted it to be a low-scoring game. What did you expect? I expected rain. What the hell were we talking about? I'm not talking about rain anymore. We'll find out day of the game. It didn't rain at all. It rained for two seconds. It rained on the drive down, and it rained on the drive home. That was it. Daniel Hur says, there is only one king of West Coast hip-hop, and his name is A.C. Alone. Wow, (laughs) he's in Project Blowed, right, from L.A.? See, I know, great rapper, underground, underground, 90s, for sure, yeah. All balls don't bounce, see, I know. Without Jimmy G, we wouldn't be here. Arguable, but at the same time, sure, let's give him that. Salute to Jimmy G and what he did for this season. He definitely gets a ring if they win. That's all we got, that's the whole show. We did it in an hour and seven minutes. Great. Good stuff, man. Hey, by the way, check me out on KTVU
1: later this hour. I'm doing a little hit with them on their four o'clock news hour sports, whatever. I'm not really sure nice. what it's called, but KTVU has great no taste. Thank you. Thank
0: you. KTVU. They had me the other day. They got you. They know who they know who's running it. They know. They're coming they know. to the old media, new media, converging. <laughs> Gotta love exactly. it. I love KTU, by the way. ktu has been here forever. I used to work there as an intern. They're did just. You? I did. When I came out of college, my first job was working with Pete Lupetti and uh, Marky Banez and Joe Fonzie and Fred Inglis. Of Fred. Uh, department. I forgot about Fred. Fred was OG, yeah. They're oh, the wow. greatest. They've, they're a top notch organization, and I'm glad that you're going to be on. So definitely check yeah. them out. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone. And, and you have homework. Go watch the Monday Night Football game tonight. And yes. uh I'll put We're on a live stream
1: afterward by the way. So after the streaming. Monday night football game's over, I'm going to do a live stream and we'll break it all down and chop it all up in the whole deal. Nice.
0: I'll put up a little instant reaction but I'm probably going to go to bed at like 8:45. <laughs> so, have a good one guys.
1: See ya.